Welcome to UpcomingHorrorMovie.com's UHM Podcast. Okay, folks, welcome. Peace and love, peace and love. This is our first official episode of the UHM Podcast, of course, being produced by the uh, good folks at UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. You should visit their Facebook and Twitter and everything else to patronize them. And uh, we've got some great special guests here today. Uh, we've got myself back as your sort of host for the day, um, Ryan Tudelo, uh, your resident engineer and uh, horror movie lover. And we also got back with a brand new spanking mic sounding more brilliant than ever from over in the UK, Mr. Shane Smith. Greetings. Shane, you sound wonderful. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> and our extra special guest we have today is the owner, the creator, the mastermind behind everything that is UpcomingHorrorMovies.com, Mr. Mike Wilbur, the Freightmaster himself. Hey. Yes, hello, hello. Good to have you here, Mike. Good to be here. Can I call you Mike or should I just go with Fright? Uh... <laughs> You know, whatever you feel comfortable with, I'm okay with whatever. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, I, I feel like I've been talking to Mike for, um, you know, like eight years, nine years or something, and I've never heard the guy speak in my life. <laughs> yeah, I like to keep to myself. <laughs> Hidden down in Texas, huh? Yeah, South Texas, yep. Nice. So we got a bunch of good stuff today. Um we're going to do a little Q&A with Mike up first, and then we've got some sweet new trailers for upcoming movies we wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. And finally, we're going to finish it off with Shane's love interest, the British zombie movie section. I think we might have to split that up, because if we just let him go on every British zombie movie, we'd be here for, like, months. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not going to go that far. I've got three, I've got four major movies we call movies and TV shows we can talk about, so... That's not, I'm not going all out. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, we'll pull it back a little bit. We could always do a part two, right? I suppose we could do. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds like a plan. I mean, I've got a couple of films we can discuss it later on, so it's all good. Excellent. Yes. All right, so let's start off on our first segment. Um, so, Mike, you are the creator and owner of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. Um, yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to put you through the ringer a little bit here, so don't hold back on me, all right? All right. All right, let's start off with, you know, sort of the easy stuff. What, what's the origin story of UHM? Um, when did you start it, and uh, sort of why? Uh, I guess I started it back in, uh, let's say, like around 97. Uh, I was like uh, 14, 15. Uh, big horror fan, uh, really curious about computers. At the time, you know, the Internet was still kind of young, you know, there weren't a lot of horror sites, and the ones that did exist weren't very good. Um, nobody was posting, you know, news or um, information about upcoming films or anything. Um, so I had to get that sort of information from other websites like uh, ComingSoon.net. Yep. So I always like to stay ahead of what's coming. Um, so. Eventually, I grew curious enough to want to build my own website. So I kind of taught myself uh, HTML by 
visiting sites and checking the the what's it the page page source. Oh yeah. Kind of like how uh, Mr. Robot did it in the show. <laughs> nope, uh, nope. Yeah, so I, I created a, a site on Angel Fire at the time. <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's like a precursor to uh, GeoCities. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I created a site on Angel Fire, and it was just I had, like, reviews for movies that I saw at the time, um, and I would post a little bit of news, but it was all stuff I um, found in Fangoria magazine. Sure. So it wasn't a whole lot of news, um, but I had that site for like a year or so, and then I actually moved on to GeoCities because uh, nice. they they offered more space, and I wanted to you know expand. Yeah, I moved to GeoCities, um, and then I started focusing more on news, and I started uh, you know posting more about upcoming films. Uh, I would just gather all my information from. Uh, you know, coming soon on Ned, Dark Horizon, Cinescape, and I would just put it all in one one platform, one uh, one website, and uh, I wanted it to be a place for horror fans like myself, you know, just to go to and find everything they need for a specific film or for um, you know films that they're kind of curious about, right. like other other werewolf films and whatever. So yeah, I wanted it to be kind of like an IMD. DB for um, horror films, sort of. Yeah, and it was, uh, I had GeoCities for about a year and a half or so, and I decided to go official and um, actually get a domain. Yeah, I finally got a, I got a domain. I, when I was coming up with the name, you know, at the time there was upcomingmovies.com, mm -hmm. so I thought, I thought why not upcominghorrormovies.com. So, yeah, I uh, got the domain. And uh, I officially launched the site in the summer before my sophomore year in high school, and it's been up and running ever since. Nice. So what, what actually got you started into horror in the beginning? What, what was the first push? Uh, definitely my mom. Uh, she, she's a big horror fan. Uh, she used to watch all those horror films when I was young. I can't pinpoint what was the first I watched with her. But I know I watched, um, you know, some early uh, Friday 13th, and um, I, I definitely remember watching Child's Play when it came out on uh, video, and scared the hell out of me. You know, I was just a kid, and <laughs> I was I was frightened. Man, Chucky was freaky as hell when he came out in that first movie. It was yeah, yeah, definitely my mom. She uh, she's the one that got me into it. Nice. Now, people like you and me were obviously exposed to horror at a young age. I mean, I haven't murdered or disemboweled anyone that I know of. Uh, <laughs> I know you. you <laughs> I, yeah, I know of. I know you've got kids of your own. Um, is horror appropriate for them? And how young is too young? Or, or, or is there more like a content restriction? Like, say, for instance, is uh, you know Friday the Thirteenth okay, but maybe Hostel is not okay? Uh, yeah. Um. My oldest son, he's 10 years old. I got him started pretty young, kind of like how my mom did for me. He knows the difference between real and fake, and I wanted to instill that in him at a young age. And I feel that um, it's okay for him to, to watch, you know, some gory films. I mean, he's seen Dead Alive, you know, obviously <laughs> one of the goriest films ever. Yeah, he saw that. He liked it. So, you know... 
it just depends, really. I mean, Hostel, you know, a film like Hostel, that's like, you know, Dead Alive, it's more kind of like cartoony gore, you know what I right. mean? And Hostel's more, you know, kind of more, um, you know, set in more of a realistic, gritty kind of feel and tone to it. And um, I don't know, yeah, I there's there's definitely like somewhat of a line there, you know. It's got to be, in my opinion, um, there's it's got to be more obviously fake as opposed to uh, something like Hostel. And, and you know, uh, it just depends really as far as... Um, other content goes. He's seen pretty violent films, but yeah, I he he. I've talked to him about it before. You know, I laid it out. I laid it out with him. You know, this is real. This is fake. And he he's pretty a uh, smart kid. He he understands. Well, that's pretty good. It's good to hear that. You know, you you sort of have that guidance with him. I feel like that's a lot of parents don't really have that when they sort of look at the overall scheme. They're like, oh. I'm just going to let them watch whatever they want to watch, or I'm not going to let them watch anything. I feel like it's usually one or the other, and I don't think it's often that people sort of take an interest in what their kids are actually watching. Yeah, I mean, if you don't, if they don't watch it, they're going to eventually, you know. Right. They're, they're eventually going to get That's to exactly it. That's exactly what I was about to say. Then. <laughs> yeah. So, is there any any specific uh, genre or subgenre of horror that? you uh, you love or, or that you hate? Is there anything that like you even don't want to cover but you end up having to anyway? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like uh, all this found footage crap, man, I hate it. I really I really don't like it. There's just so much of this found footage BS out there. A lot of it super low budget obviously. Yep. I mean technology is is uh, advanced so anyone can make a film now, and and in my opinion, that's good, but that's also bad because you know it's good that people are you know getting into filmmaking and stuff, but it's bad because the the genre is saturated with so much crap now. You know, and it's sometimes it's really hard to distinguish what's going to be good and what's going to be bad. So, you know, when I post stuff, you know, I I have to, uh, you know, kind of pick films that I feel people will eventually see, you know, because people are always contacting me, can you put my film on the site, can you put yeah. you know, can you put this on the site or whatever, can you put, I mentioned my Kickstarter, and I, I mean, yes, I could do that, but it, it, not all these films are guaranteed to go get out there, you know, and so I don't want to put films that only some dude and his family and friends are going to see, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, it's, like, it's like you got people making films on iPhones, that, yeah. you know, they're never even going to be released on not only a physical format, but like a sort of a, a digital, you know, release medium. They're not going to be on Netflix. They're not going to be, you know, on any type of streaming sites. They're just sort of garbage people are making on their own and then ho posting to YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, and I get a lot of those. Um, but, yeah, um, I, the, a lot of the found footage I, I have a problem with, but, you know, I... I gotta try to stay neutral with everything, you know. I can't be biased. I gotta, if I feel a film's gonna be, um, you know, gonna be out there for people to see, I'll post it. But you know, other than that, I, I'm okay with any other subgenre out there. Uh, my favorite uh, is a uh, werewolves, nice. which is which is kind of sad because there's there's barely any good werewolf films out there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, that's actually something I wanted to bring up. Uh, it, so. You're not a big fan of the found footage. It's sort of a, a trend that you're 
Yeah, not really, I, not really I, liking. Really, I really don't like it, no. And is there is there a trend that you that you miss or maybe that you feel? I know you you said werewolves, but is there like not even just like a genre? Is there like one thing in horror that came and went, or came and sort of lessened? Like we're not seeing a whole lot of um, you know Japanese horror movies making a big deal anymore. That was a big that was a big thing in the early two thousands, and now it seems they've sort of tapered off. I'm not really I'm not really sure. I kind of miss like the you know like the slasher stuff. Yeah. Uh, that uh, Scream kind of brought back. But uh, the problem with that is there were too many films trying to mimic the success of Scream, and uh, they just weren't very good. But, you know, then again, that was a... Uh, it was at a pivotal point in my... Uh, me growing up. I was in my late teens, so I do kind of miss kind of those... Um, those kind of... Uh, kind of like those teenage... Uh, yeah, sure. Or films like, you know, like Disturbing Behavior... The faculty, you know, those those are fun yeah. films. I mean, they're oh, yeah. bad, they're bad movies, but they're they're so much fun though. You know, I like. Oh, to I don't think there's anything wrong with the faculty. I love that oh. movie. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with the faculty. Yeah, the either. cast, the cast of the faculty is really good too. All those uh, familiar uh, faces and everything. Yeah. Sure, you got John Stewart, Elijah Wood. Um, yeah. What's that girl's name? She's the one that's not Nev Campbell. She looks like Nev Campbell and acts like Nev Campbell, but she's not what? Nev Campbell. Was it at Clay Duvall or no? Yeah, oh no! Oh man! Oh. Not gonna look it up. It's gonna kill me. Jordana Brewster. That's what it was. <laughs> oh right, yeah. <laughs> she she turned up in one of the Fast and Furious movies. Did she? I don't know. Did she? I'm trying to. Think. Uh, yes, she did. Wasn't she like, she uh, like Vin, Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel's sister or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> See, you know, I haven't seen any Fast and Furious past part three, so I don't know. Yeah. Oh, you're. I mean, they're they're bad movies, but they're pretty fun. I I oh, recommend yeah. checking them out. I would. You know what I'm waiting for? I'm waiting for like a nice Walmart set of like all of them for like five dollars <laughs> in the DVD bin. Yeah. <laughs> and by nice, I mean like it's all in one box and on like yeah. two DVDs. <laughs> yeah. You should oh. definitely uh, check him out. I heard Vin talking about doing like three more or something like that. I was like, man, they just keep going. Oh, yeah, man, he's yeah. Just, he's just confirmed 8, 9, and 10, hasn't he? They're like superheroes now, basically. Yeah. yeah. All right, so, so um, since you're someone who sort of pays, a clo pays close attention to these upcoming movies, um, what is like a current trend that's going on right now? Like what's either the next big thing or what's, what's sort of popular now? Well, it seems that um, everyone's got this kind of nostalgia kick going on. You know, a lot of uh, studios are going back to old franchises. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they're, they're either rebooting them, quote-unquote rebooting, or whatever they want to call it, or uh, they're, going, they're coming out with these sequels. And I don't know, it seems like that's something that's going on right now, aside from... Found footage still stick it around for whatever reason. Oh, so, yeah, yeah I, I see a lot of uh, people looking back to old, uh, old uh, movies and franchises that that were once loved, and just kind of bringing them back, stuff like that. That's what I see uh, going on right now. So I we I don't know if anyone else sort of pays attention to the ongoings uh, over at UHM, but within the last year or so, you've been pushing a lot of improvements and changes at UHM. 
the 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 Facebook, the new Facebook page is like active as hell and it's going crazy. You've done some added content on the main site. The YouTube channel is back up and running. Um, and there's like an, also an exceptionally badass podcast show that's sort of going <laughs> on. What what's what's driving the push for um, these sort of the move forward on UHM? Uh, just trying to keep up with all these changes, you know. Uh, uh, with uh, social media, obviously, you know, I got to try to keep up with that. Um, I've wanted to, you know, bring the YouTube page back, but, you know, I was worried about the copyright issues I ran into um, before. But, yeah, YouTube changed their policy, so, um, so far, you know, the YouTube page is still up and running. I don't know for how long, hopefully... It won't go down this time. Yeah, uh, hopefully. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, just trying to keep up with uh, other sites and, you know, changes uh, just in general. Just got to keep, you know, things active People so people keep returning. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, basically it. And I'm always, always looking to improve in one aspect or another, always looking to tweak things here and there, always changing things. That's why I'm always, you know, asking people on the board, um, you know, what, you know, asking for suggestions, what could be improved, this and that. You know, my, uh, um, I'm always open, you know, if anyone ever has any suggestions about anything they'd like to see improved or added, you know, whatever. You hear that, folks, so write in on the Facebook or on the, uh, on the main site, you go to the message board. That's definitely the best place because that's the best place in yep. the world to go to. <laughs> yep. So write in, and if you got any suggestions or any, you know, questions or whatever else, post them up, and you know, we can keep moving forward, right? Yep, yep. So you you do almost all of the reviews for the main site. It, you ever have a time when you want to like? watch an older movie maybe. I mean maybe you want to sit down with like a nice cup of soju or something and watch Reanimator. But you know Paranormal Activity twelve review isn't gonna write itself. Is there ever <laughs> a time when you're just sort of forced into you know, I have to get this out because I know this is a popular thing that people are gonna be looking for? Yeah, I used to be like that um big time like a while back. I used to uh kind of force myself to watch this, watch that. And, um, you know, now I've done it for so long that I've kind of, like, been more laxed about the whole situation now. So if it's a movie that I know a lot of people are interested in and I'm kind of interested myself, I'll, you know, I'll try to see it as soon as I can and I'll post a review up. But, you know, if it's a movie that I personally don't think looks very good but I feel that other people might like it, I'm kind of mixed about it. I'll like, most likely, I'll like kind of wait a bit before I actually get a review out for it. Um, but it really just depends on the film and how much uh, how much people seem to to want to want to see it and would be interested in a review. Yeah, I can see it totally happening though. Like, uh, I've got to cover this remake of. You know, Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> I'd rather yeah. just watch. I'd rather just watch Freddy's Dead. Yeah, yeah. I used to. Uh, I used to review every single thing I saw, but um, I grew really tired of it. I kind of just tired myself out because I would watch so much horror, and I would get backed up on reviews to do. 
that when I would get around to doing these reviews, it just it just wouldn't be very good because I was kind of forcing myself to write the reviews. Yeah, right. And so now, you know, that's another reason why I'm a little more relaxed about it. Um, I just kind of pick a movie and just review it when I feel that I'm ready to review it because, you know, I'll, I'll be able to put all, all, my, uh, all my work and everything into the review as opposed to trying to meet a deadline um, and you're just trying to get something out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, my favorite part of the site is obviously the message board. Um, when you first started it, I mean, obviously they didn't have message boards back in, like, the Geo Cities and, you know, Angel mm-hmm. Fire and stuff. Uh, when did you sort of bring that in for UHM? I think uh, I think uh, in 2000, I might have had um, a bulletin board at the time, and uh, yeah, um, obviously there weren't a lot of whole there weren't a whole lot of message boards, but they had a lot of bulletin boards. So I had a bulletin board for like uh, a year or less than a year, and then I discovered um, I think it was V Bulletin um, in 2001, and uh, so then I created the the message board then. And uh, yeah, and then it just it just grew like crazy because you know there weren't a lot of whole there weren't a whole lot of boards then, yeah. and uh, the site was starting up. A lot of people were discovering the site. So uh, the board, as you see now, the database is from the 2003 version. So um, there's a lot of posts that go far back, uh, but not not all the way back to 2003 because I would uh, delete um, old threads at the time. Because I I thought that would help with the uh, bandwidth issues, which yep. is another another thing I had a lot of problems with um, in the early 2000s. Uh, UHM was getting so big that I kept running into um, issues with the server. You know, I would I would I would literally take down servers because there were so many people um, accessing the site. So I had to bounce around from one server to the other. That's another reason why I went through a lot of different um, message boards in the early 2000s, because every time I would switch to a different server, I would have to start the board again. Yeah, so in 2003, I got with the server I'm still with now, and, um, and the board that is still active now is, is, uh, is based on that server and that database. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy with, uh, with the, the server I'm on now, but I know you noticed, and a lot of people noticed, that uh, the board... Uh, isn't as active as it once was, yeah. uh, but it's I, I see that as kind of a, a good thing and a bad thing because I don't remember um, when you joined the board, but I'm sure you remember how much drama we used to have back in the day. <laughs> oh my God, there's so much drama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's that was the the, the negative aspect to um, you know having a popular board. So yeah, that's why now it's not as popular. But you know, then again, we don't have all the the drama and everything that we once had. So there's a pro and a con uh, with that aspect. Oh yeah, yep. I mean, and now it's you know, there's more of a shift, obviously, to social media and stuff. And the Facebook page is it's probably more active than the you know the the forum itself. The yeah, yeah. Message board. Yeah, that's another thing uh, that I have to keep up with. You know, uh, the with social media being so popular. That you know, I have no choice but to, you know, create a Facebook page, create a Facebook group, and stuff just to keep up with everything. Mm-hmm. So you got anything else for uh, for Mike on the site, Shane? Um, 
Not really, actually. I think you've pretty much covered it. But all I can say is, Mike, is thank you very much for creating one of the best horror sites I've ever used. Right, thank oh, yeah. you. Absolutely. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, I, I'm, I have to admit, I don't use any other site. I always go to UHM. And with my friends as well, I always tell them, go to UHM. You know, it's, I even had a friend join last week um, because I recommended UHM to him so highly. And I said it is the best site you could go to. So I can't thank you enough. Um, yeah, thank, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, I, I've met so uh, many people through the website. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I've met some of the coolest people um, I've ever known through UHM, and that is another thing I have to thank you for. Oh, yeah, yeah. If it weren't for people like you two and everyone else listening and visiting, that UHM wouldn't exist now. It's I, I have to thank you guys for you know sticking around all this time uh, through all the troubles and all the drama, you know, I really appreciate you guys, you know, sticking around. And, uh, yeah, thanks a lot. All right, well, let's get to a little bit of horror discussion, since that's why we're here. We could, we could all stop uh, jerking off right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's, uh, we, uh, we checked out some trailers that you picked out, Mike. Um, mm-hmm. The first we could talk about, let's start off, you just posted one today, actually, that I hadn't seen it was that the second trailer for Cloverfield, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. So did you get a chance to watch that too, Shane? I did. Yes. Um, is that is that just out today? Uh, that aired, I believe, during The Walking Dead yesterday. Oh wow! Yeah, so okay. it's brand new. With that one, that before we before I saw that, I had a couple notes on the first trailer, and I I kind of just wanted to say I had no idea of, like what the fuck the movie was going to be about. You know, obviously I knew it had something to do with Cloverfield, you know, the first one, but uh, as for what was happening in the bunker or anything going on, I had no idea, but the second trailer does really sort of clear up some of the questions that you had. Yeah. <clears throat> did you uh, Did you guys hear that uh, it started out as a different project altogether? Really? No. No, yeah, I didn't. That's what people are saying, that um, it started out as a, a different movie, um, under a different studio, and I think it was called Valencia or The Cellar or something. And it was it was just going to be a bottle film and focused mm-hmm. on on those three characters um, in the bunker. But from what I from what I read, um, the studio that was producing it, uh, I, I guess they ran out of funding or something. They it was kind of shelved for a while, and then um, what's it? Uh, I think J.J. Abrams he he picked it up. And he kind of um, had the script rewritten, and they filmed additional scenes to kind of work with it, kind of connecting to Cloverfield in some way. Yeah, it's really weird, like, even sort of thinking what's going on. I mean, the Cloverfield, you know, was a giant monster movie, the monster attacking the city. Um, this looks like a bunch of people hiding in the bunker from possibly, for some reason, whether it's nuclear or a disease or, or whatever it is, it kind of makes you question what the connection is. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, um, something's going on on the outside. But who knows what? JJM's likes to keep all those things secret. Yeah, I definitely will give it a watch because I did enjoy Cloverfield. So, uh, yeah, and plus Mary Elizabeth Winstead is <laughs> yeah. quite a hot. That's going to give you a reason for it. <laughs> yeah. So the, 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 next, the next one we checked out um, was Pandemic. 
this one looks more along the lines of sort of like a zombie slash infected 28 days later type of movie um, that has uh, what's it, the girl from P2. No, I can't remember her name. I just uh, of it. Rachel Nichols? Yes, yes. Her, Theon Greyjoy, and uh, Mackay <laughs> Pfeiffer. Yeah. See, every time I see that guy now, I'm like, that's Theon! That's the guy that got his dick cut off! Oh, spoilers. So, <laughs> maybe I'll have to cut that out if anyone hasn't seen Game of Thrones Season 3. <laughs> that's okay, sorry. I've not even watched any of your Game of Thrones. So oh, I'm... man. Oh, <clears throat> but yeah, so I thought that would look pretty good. I mean, that's it. Again, it's... it's it is, it is, I guess, a you know, a shaky cam, sort of on the person. For it looks like the majority of it, unless if they have some type of camera on their, um, on their suits. But I mean, it looks pretty good to me. I don't know. Yeah, I think it looks all right. Um, I don't know how much I can stomach it being all from the point of view of the characters. Uh, it seems like that might grow a little tired after a while. Are uh, you the one posting all of those um, first-person action? Uh, trailers. You've been posting that for like three years now. <laughs> well, action, now you're telling me you can't watch a camera looking through somebody's eyes. Well, there was that. There's Hardcore Henry. That uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that looks badass. Um, that does look awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but it just it. I mean, that looks more. I don't know. That looks more stylized. And and I had seen um, the music video that the the filmmakers worked on. Oh yeah, um, back in the day. Was, that was really good too, and pandemic. You know, it looks it looks interesting, um, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know it, when I compare that to Hardcore Henry. It just seems like, uh, yeah, they're both point of view films. But I don't know the way Hardcore Henry is filmed. It just it just looks a little more interesting. It looks like I could stomach that a little bit more, even though it's more intense. Yeah, um, it might be tough for a full movie though. I don't know. I like I really like those videos. Yeah. And then he had the um, there was another one right after the music video, right? Didn't you have a couple? That's the same guys. Uh, I don't I don't remember. I know after the music video they did like a kind of like a, a short a short film or, or it was it was the precursor to Hardcore Henry basically. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, uh, that's probably what you were uh, referring to. But uh, that that scene that they filmed then uh, that's in the movie as well. Nice, sweet. So now we, uh, the other one. Uh, I wanted to talk about was the darkness, with uh, it's got Kevin Bacon in it, and it's about a Native American sort of uh, possession slash demon movie, sort of like taking over this little kid, I guess, or there's there's some type of Native American uh, demons going on, and that one, I mean, that one looks pretty good to me, and if anything, it has to at least be better than the Manitou, which is the last Native <laughs> American possession movie I can think of. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, anything will be better than that movie. That was a terrible movie. <laughs> Come on, when you had the, when you had the little person dressed up in makeup pop out of that woman at the end, and then <laughs> and then shoot lightning in the hospital as he like, puts the whole place into ice. Uh, uh, well, I mean, <laughs> the only way to defeat him is with technology. That was his one weakness. <laughs> that movie so long. terrible. I know it's been so long since I've seen that. But yeah, th this movie looks alright. It has um, Greg McLean uh, as as director, and yep. you know he did uh, Wolf Creek and Rogue, and you know I like those movies. Oh yeah, I love the Wolf Creeks. And I like uh, Kevin Bacon, so I don't know. It, it looks alright. It looks like an okay movie. Yeah, it looks interesting at least. I mean, I like seeing things that I haven't seen a million times over and over. What I'm worried about is I'm afraid it's going to be one of these one of these mediocre 
um, 2015 uh, um, ghost movies, and that's not, I don't want them to be like ghosts. I want them to take over the little kid, and a bunch of weird shit happens, and there's like a wolf running around. That looks cool. I don't want, you know, the Sinister Part 4. Yeah, right, yeah. I mean, I'm tired of all this possession crap that's going on. Yeah, it, that's that's like a trend that I'm seeing now that I'm like, okay. And they're all, there's no, they're not bad. None of these movies are really bad. They're just not great. They're all just mediocre. Like, I'm like, okay, it's fine. You know, Insidious, I'm like, it was fine. It was okay. It's Sinister, it was fine. It was okay. I don't have anything yeah. bad to say about them, but I don't have anything great to say about them either. Yeah, I like the whole Native American aspect. You don't really see that a whole lot in the genre. So there's there's potential there. Yeah, it should be pretty good. So uh, what was that other one you wanted us to talk about? Um, oh, Purge. Yeah, The Purge. Yeah, I actually I can't even say anything on these. I haven't watched either Purge movie, so I'm a bad person, I guess. I've seen, I, I've seen the first. I haven't seen the second yet. I need to get on that. Um, yeah. Yeah. The third did you one. like the Did you like the first? I did very much. I thought it was a really interesting take on the home invasion thing. Um, cause, I mean, it's been done before, but just not in not in this way. And I just found I just found it was really unique and interesting. Mm. And especially with the subplot of everybody, no, the whole murder being legal for twenty four hours or twelve hours or whatever it was. I just thought it was really cool. And uh, I just, I just really enjoyed the story. It was just brilliant, you know. Um, I think you'll like that, Ryan. Actually, yeah. When the sec, when the second one came out, I was actually, I went to Universal Studios in Florida for their uh, Halloween Horror Nights, and one of, one of the areas was the Purge area. They turned like a whole part of the park into like the Purge. So you'd go into this one section, and guys with chainsaws would just come running out, like screaming at you. You know, dressed up in sort of the pur- some of the purge anarchy type costumes they had when that was out. So that was cool, um, but I, I still never got around to watching the movies. I, I'll get to them eventually. It's just one of those one of those things I haven't caught yet. Yeah, I like uh, I like the purge too. Uh, I actually liked it better than the first. Uh, the first film, you know, they had a great concept going on, uh, but it just turned out to be just a standard home invasion thriller, and I was kind of disappointed with that. Whereas in the sequel. Oh, yeah. Uh, the sequel, it kind of expanded on it. It was more interesting. It was more of an action film than a horror film. But uh, I don't know. I just found it uh, more enjoyable, more interesting. And it looks like the third film, they're trying to combine both aspects of part one and part two together. So I don't know. I think it looks pretty good. And I, I personally like Frank Grillo. I think he's a cool actor. Yeah, yeah he's reprising his role, right? The same one from the second? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Well, let's, let's move on to our third and final topic for the podcast. Um, I'm going to hand the reins over to Shane for this oh, one. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say he's probably the resident expert on all things uh, all things British, at least on this podcast, and all things uh, British zombie. So let's uh, let's get some British zombie movies, Shane. What do you say? Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, trusty old British zombie movies. I mean, over the years, there's been some good ones, but there have been some terrible ones as well. But um, I think uh, when it comes to discussing zombie movies, I'll basically run by some of my favourites. Um, I'll start off with actually one that Ryan has just recently watched, and I'm pretty sure you've seen it as well, Mike. Um, Cockneys vs. Zombies. Mm, yeah. Yeah, which um, 
it's one of the it's a typical tale of like bank robbers bank job goes wrong the zombie apocalypse happens um thanks to some inept council workers opening up opening up an old vault that contains some plague zombies or plague corpses and uh unleashing the undead on london which uh is uh, quite entertaining actually i always find but um it's their sole the sole aim for them to rob this bank is so they can save the old people's home that the uh, their grandparents or their grandfather lives in right the two and, main characters yeah and um he's uh <clears throat> is his grandfather um obviously being a typical old londoner from the east end um obviously ex-gangster and all the rest of it which is pretty funny they end up going to the retirement home and uh, trying to rescue the uh, his grandfather and some of their friends and it's cool actually because some of the people that are in the film they've all got horror ties sorry um, all the people that are in it all have ties to horror movies so you've got Alan Ford who was in strippers versus werewolves I don't know if anybody's seen that one. <laughs> I have not I seen that one. No, I haven't. Um, he was in uh, Exorcist at the beginning, and I've seen that, but it was a few years ago, so I don't really remember that. And he played a taxi driver in American Werewolf in London. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. And then you've got Honor Blackman, who was in Dr. Terrible's House of Horror, the original Avengers, and H.G. Wells' The Invisible Man, and Georgina Hale, who was in... She's featured in one of the original um, Hammer House of Horror TV episodes. Huh. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those films that I find uh, very interesting, very funny. Um, like some of the occasional references you get in there to other horror films, I think are brilliant. It's quite cleverly written. Yeah, there's there's uh, a lot of in, inside horror humor. You know, if you watch the horror movies, there's a lot of stuff you can pick up on. But the movie, oh, yeah. the movie itself is hysterical. I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a really good time with it. My girlfriend had a little trouble understanding some of the accents. <laughs> Easily but, done when they when it's uh, <laughs> Londoners. So yeah. You know what's what's the deal with the East End of London? As someone who doesn't know a lot about. You know, East, London East End of London. Uh, London is well. How can I describe it? I've, I I I don't live in London. I will clarify this. I've visited London on more than one occasion, and um, I can safely say it is the hub of criminal activity in the UK. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, tend to stay away from all the troublesome areas, but it's uh, like you watch films like like Attack the Block. Right and American Werewolf in London, and they centered them around certain areas in London, especially with all the new spate of horror movies like Eden Lake, where they center on chavs, so to speak. Um, you get all different areas, all different crime problems and stuff. And with the East End of London, it's fairly well known for where the craze, uh, where they were brought up. Yep. So it has a lot of history. And it's more criminal history than it is anything else. So I find that quite entertaining, actually. But, uh, yeah, it's um, it's a nice place to visit, and it's a nice place to leave. That's what I will say <laughs> about London. <laughs> I mean, I went down there. I, I've got a friend who lives there, and uh, I can look out of his front door, and I can see 
Wormwood Scrubs Prison. And it's literally just this hulking great prison in London. And you just look at it, look at the front door, and it goes on forever. But what well, I that's, find... that's weird that there's a prison right in the middle of the city. That's kind of strange. Yeah, but you'd be amazed how quiet it is. <laughs> there's literally no problems around that area. It's great. So, um, <laughs> yeah, there's patrols all the time, I imagine. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, what, what I found really ironic was right next to Wormwood Scrubs Prison is Hammersmith Hospital. So, anybody who gets knifed up or stabbed up or whatever around that area, they don't have that far to, tra- far to go. That's convenient. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I thought that. <laughs> Everything to do with like Cockneys versus Zombies, the way they've censored it around London. I thought was really cool because it's not widespread around the UK. They've just centered it on London. Oh yeah, they they keep it in that one area too. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Uh, it I can't remember because I I'd only watched this once. Does they say that the the zombie infection is spreading outside of London, or do they say it was sort of contained? No, it's contained. It was contained in London. They had London like um, cordoned off. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they got on top of it, which I thought was quite cool. It's all, I think it was on the radio broadcast or something like that. Yeah, and these were these were slow zombies, yes. the old school Romero type, which led to like my favorite part was when the old man in the walker was trying, he was trying oh. to outrun the zombies. And he's like, clink, he takes a step, clink, yeah. he takes a step, and then there's a no, shambling, can, shambling I, zombie behind him, not able to keep up. I remember dying with laughter when I first saw the trailer for that. I really oh, did. Man. That scene is just so funny. And it is funny. I mean, the humour in it is great. Especially with the old guy at the beginning of the film when um, when the grandfather goes outside to stop all these kids, to tell all these kids to piss off. <laughs> and then the other old guy comes out, what are you doing? You're getting rid of my customers. You know, because the old guy <laughs> from the home is selling them drugs. <laughs> <laughs> He pulls out a bag of pills, and he's yeah. like, all right, what do you want? Yeah, it's just little things like that really made me laugh, but overall, I thought Cockneys vs. Zombies was really good. Yeah, that was a great one. What did you think of that one, Fright? Uh, yeah, it's good. I saw it um, like uh, some years back. I don't really remember much of it, but I remember um, enjoying it, some good gore, yeah. some good comedy. Yeah. So what do you get next for us, Shane? All right, next. I'll go with Dead Set. Oh, boy. Yeah. Technically, not a film. It is a TV show. It was um, and originally aired in 2008 in the UK on Channel 4. It was aired over five nights leading up to and including Halloween, which I thought was awesome. And it's written by Charlie Brooker. Um, who, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Screen Wipe, but it was a parody show that he did, um, basically where he slagged off every other TV show um, on English TV, which was great. And um, he uh, co-wrote it for, well, basically because of his seething hatred for um, reality TV. So he decided to centre the zombie apocalypse around a fictional season of Big Brother. Now, how did um, he get the rights to use Big Brother? Because they just call it Big Brother. I don't actually know. <laughs> but um, I just thought uh, it was just the way he wrote it, it was very witty. 
very um, very satirical. I loved the amount of gore because in the, at the time, I mean, other than being human, there has never been a TV show in the UK that has had so much gore in it. Oh yeah, um, it's ridiculous. I told you, like even I watched it again this weekend to sort to sort of brush myself yeah. up on it. And just even watching it again, I can't believe... Like, this is regular TV you have this on, right? Yeah. This yeah. isn't, like, a paid cable channel or anything? No. Like, there is unbelievable amounts of blood and violence, and even nudity, swearing. Like, yeah. this... If this came out in the U.S., it would get a hard R. Like, they would <laughs> probably have to do some cutting to drop it down to an R. See, because it was, it, was, um, it was broadcast at 10 p.m., in the UK, so obviously after the watershed, kids couldn't see it. Mm -hmm. The parents were like, here you go, shit yourself to sleep, you know. Good luck with that. But, um, yeah, but um, it was uh, really cool how it was broadcast, the whole concept behind it, centre it around a lot of people in the Big Brother house who have no clue that there's a zombie apocalypse because they don't have access to the outside world. They don't have the news feeds, they, they can't watch TV or anything like that. So they're completely clueless until um, the girl goes in covered in gore mm -hmm. and you know starts saying there's one in there and they start mocking her and then they get attacked by one and everyone is like, oh fuck, what's going on? I thought that part was especially hysterical because so there's that, the one big guy who's like the big douchey guy where, you know, yeah. He, he he's like the equivalent of like a jock, and uh, she she tells him, "Oh, don't go, don't open that door, don't open that door." There's you know, there's one yeah. of them in there. He basically just tells her to fuck off and and opens a door, and immediately you know a zombie attacks him, but yeah. doesn't but doesn't bite him, <laughs> bites the girl next to him. Yeah. See, um, another thing about Dead Set is there are so many George Romero references in there. Oh yeah. And I think that's that's another thing because obviously the Romero trilogy, fairly close to my heart. I think everybody loves Romero, but it was just watching that and then listening to the references like "We're coming to get you, Barbara," and then later on in the final episode when the guy is being ripped apart and screaming and shouting, hurling abuse at them, and as he's being torn apart, it's just it was just fantastic. But yeah, I mean. The brutality of that show was amazing. It had quite a lot of complaints, from what I remember, because of the sheer amount of gore. But saying that, I still say it's the finest horror show we've ever had in the UK. Cur current horror in the last twenty years. Now, how um, would you com how would you compare that to sort of the uh, the American Walking Dead, like? What would you like if you took one season of Walking Dead and sort of compared it to that? There's no comparison because Dead Set for me was far more brutal, a lot more gorier, and I think story-wise, it was just one story where there was no drama and it was it concentrated more on the zombie apocalypse and the gore and their survival. Where Walking Dead, it is just like a soap opera with zombies. Have you ever seen this, uh, the Dead Set, Mike? Uh, yeah, I saw it a while back. Um, I'm surprised it hasn't, um, they haven't, like, done another season of that because, you know, considering how popular, how popular it was, yeah. just, uh, 
it would it would make sense if they did another one. I would I would love to see another season of that. Yeah, I would actually. I think it would be fantastic. But it's where would they take it? I mean, obviously they could take it to another group of survivors. Yeah, I would go. I would go a whole, totally different show. Don't even connect it to the first one. Just yeah. like now they do Survivor. Like that'll be the next. That, that'll be the next series. Yeah, set it in Europe or in America or somewhere like that because it was obvious. Well, from what you could make out, you think it's worldwide. It makes you believe that it's worldwide. So, whatever happens, whatever happens to to the rest of the world, you're not going to know. But it yeah, right. Cool if, yeah, if Charlie Brooker gets his finger out of his ass and decides to do another season of Dead Snap <laughs> instead of then Mirror, then. Maybe that would be cool. Maybe you should tweet him. Yeah, let him know, let him know that. Tell him to pull his finger out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be, yeah, be kind of cool. One part in the movie that's, that stuck in my mind that had me like rolling on the floor was when the um, the producer, sort of the guy with the, the goatee and the mustache, was just trapped in a room with one of these the, the blonde ditty. <laughs> and he, he wakes up and he has to take a shit. There's a zombie right outside the door. Yeah. Pulls, pulls, over, the, pulls yeah. over the garbage can. And so he does his business, and the girl's screaming. Eventually, they make it They make it to the other group, and, you know, they find them. And this is the first thing the girl says. She runs over crying. She's like, I was stuck in a room, and he did a poo, and it stunk. <laughs> I just fell on the ground laughing. Oh, man. Yeah, see, the interesting thing about... Um, the zombie, Zombie Davina, the actual presenter in the TV show or in the yeah. film, is the actual or was the actual presenter of Big Brother. Oh, really? Yeah. So yep. she did like she did like five or six seasons of Big Brother, and it was I think it was during season five when they did Dead Set. So she um, she was they actually got her to take part in it, and I thought that was really cool. Um, that was all. Yeah, Dead Set for me, I mean, there was a lot of the people that were in the actual TV show, uh, in the actual film itself, were actual contestants, previous contestants from the actual seasons before. And were they playing the same characters? Yes, yes. Oh, that's playing, insane. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, they were playing themselves. It's like when, um, when they're trying to get through the corridor and they come across, uh, one of them says, oh, look, it's Brian, and they see a cardboard cutout of the guy, Brian, and then the zombie jumps out and attacks them. That's Zombie Brian. That's the actual guy. He's he was one of the actual contestants. Wow, that's show. cool. Yeah, and um, the guy that Davina, Zombie Davina, is munching on in the corridor, Eugene. He was one of the con previous contestants also. So that was really cool. But when if you watch special features on it, there's actually interviews with some of the cast. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Um, it is actually really cool how they did that. I loved it. I think. So it, yeah. yeah, I feel like nobody nobody talks about this movie or, or show either. You know, it's not popular on a lot of horror sites you go on. I don't really hear a lot about it. No, see, these days, I mean, obviously, the original DVD format it was episodic, so you had the five episodes. Um, but now you can actually buy it as one continuous movie. They've edited out everything and just pieced it all together as one continuous movie. Oh, I don't have that set. I've got the one that's split up in episodes. Yeah, you've got the one that I sent you. Yep. Yeah, so basically that that DVD itself is a rarity now, this um, first edition. So 
don't lend it to anybody, don't get rid of it because it's actually worth quite a bit. Yeah, the new version, you can get the new version. The cover is different as well. It's got a, it's got a picture of the zombie Davina on it. So, um, and it's all tight-faced, is different. So, yeah, keep hold of that. Will do. Yeah, if you've got it. So, uh, yeah, and um, I think that leads nicely on to the last film of the, of the list I'm going to give you guys. My personal favourite, Shaun of the Dead. I've never seen this movie. Heard it say it's a zombie uh, movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know your hint of sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, Shaun of the Dead. I mean, what's to say? What's yeah? What's to say? What hasn't already been said? Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Edgar Wright. Um, basically, Edgar Wright, director. Shaun of the Dead is one of those. It's the original and only rom-com, as they called it. Uh, basically, romantic comedy with zombies. Shaun guy works in t- in like TV retail. Um, splits up with his girlfriend, goes to the pub with his best mate Ed. They're in the pub, unaware of the fact that there's a zombie apocalypse just happened around London again, which um, which is brilliant. Basically, he wakes up the next day not realising that the zombie apocalypse has happened, but then goes to the sh- goes out to the shop and doesn't realise or doesn't even notice the zombies in the street, which is great. And to cut a long story short, ends up going to find his now ex-girlfriend um, and her friends in their flat and trying to take them back to the pub because he believes the pub is safer. Which is kind of like a standard night out in in England, really. You know, go find your mate, go to the pub, go to the, go to the Winchester and have a pint and wait for it to all blow over, which is pretty standard. Yeah, there was a uh, there there was a bar over by me. It was actually it was probably like two miles from my house that opened up, and it was called the Winchester. This really? this happened. Yeah, this was way after um, Shaun of the Dead came out, and right. above the bar, I swear they put a Winchester right up there. Yeah, it's, it's almost like an, an in joke, but uh, the place closed eventually. So. Oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. Yeah, that would have been cool to visit, but um. I mean, there's so many references in this film, so many references to other films. And I've actually got a list here. It's, it's a short list, um, but basically, if you notice, um, obviously, with all the Romero films and all the Romero references in Shaun of the Dead, a lot of people probably wouldn't notice them. Um, but there's also references to Fulci and uh, other guys. But yeah, you've got um, Shaun works for Forry Electricals. Which is obviously a reference to Ken Forey. You've got uh, Fulci's Italian Restaurant, which is the name of the restaurant that Sean rings up, the place that does all the fish. And then you've got obviously the Winchester above the bar. It's um, the Winchester Model 66. It's the same weapon used in both versions of Night of the Living Dead, for those who are completely geeky. Um, then you've got Landis Supermarket which is based after John Landis. The fake movie trailer at the end of the film, which is about the little kid Ramirez fighting off all the zombies, um, or fighting off his zombie family, it's a spoof on the Menendez brothers who murdered their parents in 1989. And you have Bub's Pizza, named after um, Bub from Day of the Dead. But also, interesting piece of information, if in case you never actually 
uh, read it, but 2000 AD, a sci-fi magazine, what was kind of like a comic, in the early 2000s, not too long after Sean of the Dead came out, they actually released an issue that had a strip in it called There's Something About Mary. And it's the story of how the checkout girl, Mary, becomes a zombie. It's the girl in the garden that she did a comic strip based on how she became one of the undead, which I thought was really cool. There's so many so many <coughs> references in that. It's awesome. And it is one of my favourite movies of all time. I will quite happily say I've lost count of the amount of time to watch that film. Yeah, definitely a good movie. I had a I had a question for you. Um, okay. Yeah, in uh in Dead Set, um, you know, Big Brother seems to be really huge uh, over there. Is that is that really how it is? Are people like fans of people in Big Brother, and like, are they like standing out waiting for them to come out? Is that really yeah. how it is? Yeah, it really is. Um, they will have hundreds of people waiting outside on eviction nights. Bit cheering or booing, yeah. They they do actually do that, Mike. It's um it's kind of sad in a way. I don't watch it personally, but it's just one of those things that they they have this tendency to have hordes of people outside waiting for them to come out after evictions. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know it was so big over there. Yeah, I mean it's one of those things. That I just I don't watch it personally because I'm not a fan of reality TV as such. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, um, I just think uh, a lot of it sucks. A lot of it, actually, I think is the down. Uh, a lot of reality TV is the downfall of a lot of TV shows that we know and love. Um, I don't know how it is in the states, but in the UK, we've actually lost a lot of TV shows due to um, failing ratings, and it's all because of reality TV. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's pretty big here too, uh, reality TV that is, and uh, that's a that's a big reason why I don't even have cable. I, I don't have cable or satellite or anything. I'm I'm happy with Netflix. I really hate everything that seems to air on TV nowadays. You know, with the exception of some scripted television, you know, like Walking Dead and uh and Breaking Bad and uh, Game of Thrones and all that. Uh, okay, yeah. See, for me, I mean, obviously, I I caught I watched Walking Dead. Um, I was just before I came over here or came back home to do the chat. Um, I'd gone over, I always go to my friends. They only live across the road, so it's like literally a two minute walk. But we always make it a thing of watching Walking Dead together. And we've done it since it started. So it is, it is a tradition for us to uh, do that. So it is kind of cool. And we were kind of excited as well with um, how the episode panned out tonight. So that was quite cool. So, um, yeah, so what did you think of Sean and and Mike? Uh, Yeah, I, you know, when I first saw it, I actually saw a screener, and um, I showed it to my friends, and they all loved it. And, yeah, it was a really good movie, but I never expected it to blow up as much as it did, especially here in the States. Um, I didn't didn't expect that at all. And uh, it was, I guess it just, the, the comedy just worked so well. That it just it just spoke to everyone, and it just it was just a really well uh, written film. It was it was funny. It was it was gory at times, and it had great characters. You know, it was just yeah. it was just a fun movie. Yeah. See, uh, what a lot of people don't realize is, um, did you ever watch the TV show Space? 
Yeah, I have it, uh, the DVD. Yeah, cool. Well, I have to point out, because, I mean, it's mentioned on the Shaun of the Dead commentary, that if it wasn't for episode three of season one of Spaced, Shaun of the Dead would never have happened. Yeah, the Resident Evil episode, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's um, it's really cool that they actually did that, and then Shaun of the Dead actually happened, and it started something beautiful, <laughs> in my opinion, because I abs- I absolutely love that film. I do love Shaun of the Dead. I think it's great, and obviously the whole Cornetto trilogy as well, which is obviously the other films we'll get onto at some other point. Everything about Shaun of the Dead just resonated with me in such a way. I ended up watching it seven times in the theatre in two weeks. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. yeah, I loved it that much. Oh, she's back. Yeah, I, I loved it that much. So, yeah. Uh, what do we got left, fellas? Well, I'm all done. All, all done? That's it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> you guys will have to come up with something else. <laughs> I'm done now. Well, I'd say we had a pretty successful episode. I have to say, it was a pleasure speaking to you for the first time, Mike. Oh yeah, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Had a, had a lot of fun with this podcast. Cool. Yeah, actually, a lot. Of, it was pretty good on this end too, despite my uh, my hiccups. But yeah, technical issues is what we. Call well, it. we cleared those up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was awesome. I've really enjoyed tonight. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Mike. Um, I guess we could wrap it up for now, and hopefully everybody comes back and listens to the podcast and visits UHM. Um, we got any shameless plugs we could put in here, Mike? Uh, just uh, check out the the SoundCloud page, uh, the the YouTube page that just started up again. Uh, but yeah, just visit upcominghorrormoise.com. So uh, yeah. Okay, everybody. That's uh, that should wrap it up. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to UHM's podcast. Join us on Facebook, and please visit our main page at upcominghorrormovies.com. We'll see you next time.